Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read. As I read it, there's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download it and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And um, I feel a bit silly in the last episode that I did. It was about the third book. It's the third book in a trilogy, Night yes. Storm Trilogy. Yes. And, uh, and I forgot that, well... One thing as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this feels very much like it. I could have done a tie-in to the Oppenheimer movie that's come out, which I haven't, I haven't seen. But no. that is, but there's some of the stuff that I was listening to in the audio book where people go, well, this weapon's too powerful. We can't yeah. use this weapon, can we? And we're just going to end the war with a single strike or we're going to end. And I was like, oh, that reminds me of like Second World War stuff. Right, people, of course. You know, like I say, people in a quagmire, quagmire the yeah. new word for you, quagmire, quagmire here. Other people trying to battle here, other spies and stuff. And then... Yeah, some people go off on a mission and uh, and uh, find find the Deus Ex Machina, and and I was like Oppenheimer. But then when we actually got to the podcast, forgot to talk about it. Yep, and we still haven't watched the movie. It, no, I mean yeah. I don't <laughs> intend to watch the movie. No, I, I intend to watch the movie at some point, but yes. only when I can just watch it at home on the 4K TV, uh, rather than having to go the to the comfort a, of your own couch, a, a comfort of my, where there's a pause button to to, <laughs> to to go to the toilet and things. Not that I'm totally spoiled by not going to the cinema anymore, but I've not been to the cinema in three and a half years. Oh yeah, there's also no cinema around here that has uh, original English. Yeah, in, yeah, we'd have to go into Berlin. All right, yeah. get, let's move on to today's right. episode because right. Juliana was like, like the last podcast, I was like. Let's it's not going to be too long and then it was like an hour and a half but it's a big book we had a lot to talk about yes but this book it, is less yeah, this le- is less big it's eyes of the void by adrian tchaikovsky yes and you the, promised me that this won't be one hour and 20 minutes it won't be an hour and 20 minutes i said Yay. let's let's just set a timer for 20 minutes let's see if we can do a uh sure because it's it's a second book it's called the um the first book in the series was called shards of earth yes um and then this is the uh, the final architecture series so it's the shards of earth Earth, which came out in 2021 eyes of the void 2022 and then recently pretty recently just published is the lords of uncreation let me click this see when it was uh can i see yeah first published april this year so if we want to go on to the third episode right. or the third, third book the third installment on this trilogy yeah. we can just go straight on to lords of uncreation and as we can see here the average rating on goodreads goes up each time slightly <laughs> and of course it is because the people who like the book stick around with it and the people who give it a low rating don't go on to the next book obviously so let's yes. i'm not gonna ask for a rating now i'm saying would you read the third book in this series Spoiler, I already got it on my iPad. I got it from the library because, fantastically, it is in the library, which isn't always the case, you know. But uh, maybe the more recent, more recently, they've been better with keeping up with trilogies that come out, uh, series that are current. Yeah. Uh, So it was available. Nobody had it. I could just click the button and borrowed it already. So you've already got book three and you've already started yeah, no, I, I, I got the book. I haven't started reading because okay. I need a little palate cleanser in between. But that is just uh, Fran Fisher, which isn't a, an epic. Uh, Fra- is, is that a, a, an author or is a character? That's or? a character. Okay. It's a character series. It's uh, by Kerry Greenwood. Okay. It's just uh, an Australian, uh, English Australian. Uh, is it another the, mystery crime book? It's another Christmas mystery crime book, which I came to via the TV series on Netflix that oh, okay. was there first. And I really enjoyed it. And so that's my palate cleanser in between. Cool. Palate cleanser is pretty good. I've got a palate cleanser. My next book 
is was was recommended via the g- books I would like to see reviewed uh, group uh, no thread on the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. Yes, there it, was a, a big uh, vivid uh, conversation between multiple people, and it well, was actually quite nice to to follow along with. Here's the thing: I always say that if someone says, "Here's a book I want you to read," and then somebody else says, "No, I wouldn't," you know, I I think this should be, you know, I think you should read this as well, you know, and then everyone does it. So it's yeah. Adam Roberts wrote a. a a book called The This and then a follow-up kind of spiritual uh, sequel to it called The Thing Itself. So right. I got the, the This. Anyway, that's following reading. Yeah. Let's... I'm not sure I'm going to do this because it said something no. about horror. And Don't, worry about, a, Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, let me get into this. Uh, let me you get into this. You can then tell me if Anyway, let's get, actually get back to the book we want to talk about yes. now. The Eyes yes. of the Void, the Arthur C. Clarke award-winning author of Children of Time, brings us a second novel in an extraordinary space opera trilogy about humanity mm-hmm. on the brink of extinction and how one man's discovery will save or destroy us all um so there you go yeah uh, that's that's really what it is we've got our main character idris yes. i guess is main character idris he's, uh, he's he's a guy who is one of the few people there's only three people who have his his uh you know uh training or power or whatever it is that mm. when you go out of the normal space into unspace is it unspace unspace, or un- unspace. Un- no, it's not under space no, no unspace okay. unspace mm. so you go out of our world into another kind of dimensiony kind of thing yeah what do you find there generally yeah. you don't find anything everyone has to go to sleep because you go crazy people just go crazy there yeah. Yeah. it's like event horizon you know the movie event horizon no you've probably never seen it because it's horror no um, i don't know that movie. either way you go through you open up a thing and there's there's stuff there that you don't yeah. want you know that makes you drives you crazy yeah and uh, most people who have his training um doesn't work out anyway all of this kind of stuff i don't even know you, what to you, say about well, this really yeah, you, you kind of get introduced to all this in the first book yeah and this is just like it it keeps immediately you just drop back in in the yeah. action where you where you ended up in the first book really so let's not talk about what happens okay let's talk about what this book makes us feel like yes and i had in the last episode i already had thoughts about this book while you talked about uh peter hamilton's yes. book and now, after reading this book, can you imagine why I had thoughts? Yeah, because it's it's this like I say in in the previous episode that we're talking about, not the previous book, like yeah. the, uh, the previous ep- podcast episode, we were talking about Peter F. Hamilton and how uh, he is, you know, writing in a vein of British science fiction, British space opera science fiction. Yeah. Um, which you can, you know, you can really you can kind of see this develop over time. The modern proponents of it or modern you know practitioners of it being alistair reynolds peter f hamilton ian m banks let's say back in the day and and adrian tchaikovsky is following along in that now all of these writers owe a huge debt to um uh uh Adam, oh, Adams, uh, Douglas Adams. I always get, yeah. the, I always get his name. Uh, yeah. it's, Douglas, it's mixed Adams. Up. Yeah. Douglas Adams with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Like to the point where I actually once read someone's review. They're like, oh yeah, I started reading the culture. Yeah, it's a bit like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I'm like, wait, is it? And then actually, as I thought about it, I was like, yeah, there is a lot there. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a lot there. Yeah. And so much of it comes down to like the British sense of humor, British oh, yeah. um, sensibilities. There's yeah. a, there's another book series that I read, which, or oh, not series, another uh, book um 
oh, I've re- redone this one. Anyway, there's there's other British authors who work in this in this way in this world, not in this world in this kind of stylistic kind of idea. Yeah, and Adrian Tchaikovsky is following along with that, certainly in this series. Oh, like, yeah. Um, but in a way, it's like this is this is if if Adrian Tchaikovsky and his other series are going, you know, like when I talk about Elder Race, I was like, yeah. oh, this is exactly like this. Like, there's almost no way he could have written this book without reading the um, Ursula Kelly yeah, Gwynn. Yeah. I think it was Plan of Exiles yes, in that that's book. What, yeah. And then you read some of his others, like The Doors of Eden. I'm like, oh, he's doing like he's messing around with like Narnia and parallel worlds. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of like the Piranesi, another British author, is kind yes. of like going, all right, so you know this you know this like foundational mm-hmm. british fantasy in that case series yeah. and with um with his other ones it's sort of like oh we're talking about uplift this is yes. agent tchaikovsky yeah. the um children of series yes. where he's going all right i'm do- now doing david brin yeah. with quite a bit of um quite a bit of uh uh Vinge in yes. there as well yeah. and in here he's doing all right i'm gonna just do like group of people on a spaceship yeah. having adventures yeah. there's going to be one of each race one of each kind of person you know this gender that gender this alien species that ge- alien species a robot or one of these kind yeah. of things and it is very 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 hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah he's now doing it to the point where the setup to this shards of earth mm-hmm. what happens to the earth at the start of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy Oh yeah, it's uh, destroyed. It's destroyed to put a spoiler. Uh, to, no, 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 it's not a spoiler. But that's the thing. Like, oh, Earth is destroyed, and then yeah. we go on a madcap adventure and find out what's happening in the rest of the world. And yeah. you're going backwards and forwards in time. Loads of it? different things. Yeah. You know, it's classic space opera. And yeah. in this one, it starts off. The world has been destroyed, mm-hmm. and to to make a bypass or whatever. I don't know what it is, but you know, you got to do that kind of stuff, and you get someone who's left over from Earth, someone who's you know. Um, got three two heads no no maybe yeah. not in this book but it's it might as well be yes. like ranging around uh doing the same kind of things that you know get these two people these two characters put them together over there these yeah. other characters and as you go into a second book what you always do in a second book in a series you get your cast of characters and you split them up into different groups and one of them yep. goes over there like you've got to know them all how they work in a group and now you compare like a pair of these over there yeah. a pair of those over there one person goes off by himself yeah, yeah. and um, you create uh, some sort of um drama that like the group that 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 puts like a a shard in between the group yeah. and then you have to kind of um establish how the group gets back together even yeah. though there's external factors why they shouldn't be working together or being friends anymore well, and also like, you just got to like take them apart and then these group have to oh we've all got to yeah. come together and rescue this guy over yes, here absolutely. and then this woman over here oh no let's all get together and rescue her over there you and know. what i was having in my head when we did the last podcast um with the peter f hamilton what was the tri- yeah. what was the the series night's dawn trilogy night's dawn trilogy i was thinking the whole time this feels like a distilled version of that like there's fewer uh like the the universe is slightly more digestible like you can follow actually you, you actually it's yeah. it's not so difficult to follow how many different types of aliens and yeah. characters and people and f- fractions you got like it's 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 it keeps it a bit smaller and yeah. you, you have a better overview of like it's not like you you read uh, up until a certain point then you put the book down and then you start reading it and you think like who is this again? No no because there's pretty Why much only this? there's like four factions yeah. in this yeah. whereas in Night's Dawn trilogy you're yeah. getting up to like nine or ten yeah. different factions of different people or different people like with different 
things. And here, because they keep it very focused on one crew, yeah. like of one crew of people, and then someone mm. like, you know, the person who they worked with now is pretty much part of the crew. You yeah. know, this always happens. And this yeah. other person who was like on the periphery in the last one, now they come on and they're part of the, the trine yeah. and the, the agent, the... Uh, Oh, is that how it's trine. pronounced? Is that how it's pronounced? Trine, trine. I think, I think it is. Because, and, because I, I read it. Book. I read it as the the ebook, and yeah. so for me, it says trine. <laughs> so oh, in trine. my book, yeah, I yeah. always read it as trine. In the audiobook, it's the trine. The yes. trine. Okay. Um. So yeah, what this book gives me is yeah. fun space opera in the vein, like not as not as blatantly comedic and yep. absurd as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. But they're not kind of like seriously epic as Peter F. Hamilton or even like, you know, even Alistair Reynolds, who is even more like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 there's no jokes in them. You can you can get all the way through an entire P- <laughs> uh, uh, Alistair Reynolds book yep. and there's no jokes at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this is kind of much more in the vein of the culture novels by Ian M. Banks, where there's f- stuff happening, but just spending times with robots and ships in that case and drones and humans who have extra arms and yeah. you know and all of the weird wacky stuff that can go on in the culture where the yeah. culture is very not serious and yeah. the culture is knowingly not serious yeah. you know yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the culture is very self-reflective about its own absurdity and that's why it can get away in the culture you can have the ships with all these crazy names you yeah, know yeah yeah um, and and weird planets with crazy people who grow in an yeah. infinite amount of external limbs or yeah. whatever what, uh, what, whatever you're going to have there so <laughs> this is this is kind of like not as blatantly comedic yes. as uh, as uh, as Douglas Adams so like I say it's on the spectrum of like is this a is this comedy is yeah. it not but it is very funny and I I grin all the way not there's not many like proper laugh out loud moments but you did laugh out loud a few yes times. If there's, but I say there's not many of them <laughs> yes. if you know what I mean it's not aiming to be laugh out loud funny all the way through no. but just the use of language there's so many good things I'm gonna yes. now look at my notes for the first time to see if I um find any uh oh i didn't actually i didn't actually uh make any okay. oh there is one here it says okay. at one point and they went down to the wine dark sea and they said literally due to the algae content just before i was reading this i was listening to the uh, audiobook of um homer um the emily wilson translation of homer as audible on audible yeah and it's always the wine dark sea the wine dark sea in this case i'm like and now the wine dark sea or the wine dark waves literally due to the high algae content and i was like okay very good very good there right so like the yes. the literary influences of this as opposed to some american or- authors who put in stuff from like tv shows in the 19 whatever i say 1980s movies references that yeah, all the way culture through and- yeah here it's like and, the, and the-, the references are much more to mm. like either British influences which like appeal to me or of course. like you know wordplay on yeah. stuff that if you've been reading Homer you'll you'll recognize it straight away yeah well I haven't read Homer but I do so appreciate just the just the just the way the use of words like uh, I regularly have to look up words that I haven't come across yet and I really appreciate these things because it shows me so much how what? Pass me the book. I want to search for a word. I remember that I made in, a note that in, one. In the iPad. In, in the audio book. Uh, yeah. In the ebook. Um, so yeah, it's it's like um, I sometimes read these 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 books that I find refreshing because the the language is very much like you would just normal like you would just it feels more like 
the current informal talking language. Yeah. And it also, this is also on the level of, oh, this feels like a, a TV show or a, a movie. It feels very contemporary in the use of language. And then I start reading an Adrian Tchaikovsky book and I think like, oh, language can be beautiful. And you can, yes. you can like... It it almost feels like you know you you lay back in the in I don't know in some smooth velvet flinging around you. I'm not good with language, but he is. He is really, and I so appreciate that. However, in this book, I thought like halfway or three quarters through, I thought, hmm, why isn't this wrapping up? I thought this is the this is the the. Th for a big chunk of the book, I thought this is the third book in the series. I, I don't even know why. No. I thought, and I thought, why isn't why hmm, this is still so like it's it's coming up to the end, and we are not we're not wrapping up, and 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 and, and it just like a few pages towards the end i remembered oh no wait a second oh this is the second book in this series oh, right. yeah so, so i i was a bit um i don't know why maybe it was because of the length and the the amounts of different places they go to and it feels like oh now it feels like we have gone to these different places we have done all these the kind of different things and they had all these different kinds of obstacles now the yeah. climax is coming yeah but it's not the climax for the whole story it's no. the climax for this book <laughs> yes so i that was i was a little bit confused uh, uh during the, my reading experience but i really really appreciate the um the use of language and i'm mostly talking so long here now because you still haven't found what you were looking for yeah, because it seems. yeah, it was just the word recognizance. Recognizance. Oh yes, we yes. talked about that. Yeah, I do remember you asking me about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let Let me. I'll move. I'll talk about that in a second because I also want to touch on this kind of this kind of stuff, like the pacing of the book of what's going to happen. Yeah. This is the second book in a in a series. Yeah. So I knew it wasn't going to wrap up everything. Of course. And this Unusual. was one of the th this. I think this is one of my main issues with this book is that it felt like, right, you've got all the characters. And mm -hmm. we didn't really get any new interesting characters in this book. No, not that many. It's sort of like, oh, remember Trine, remember this person, remember mm -hmm. that person. Let's mm -hmm. get them back together. Like I say, let's rearrange the chess mm -hmm. the, the pieces on the chessboard and send them out. And they're going each going to have a different job and we're yeah. going to bring them together and they're going to rescue each other and stuff. Yeah. And I found this book a bit unsatisfying in that way, that it didn't yeah. actually give me anything new. Yes. The first book gave me exactly what I wanted, which yeah. is some fun, like British sci-fi, uh, space opera, yeah. fun stuff. And like lots that. of new ideas. Lots of new, new ideas, all sorts of kind of stuff. stuff. This book gave me all of that for just more time. Yes. And I find this, you know, in the last episode, I was talking about like tall wave squeak or and what yeah. happens there. And one of the recognizable things I find, not about independent works of, you know, uh, these American authors, Published by Tor. This is also published by Tor Publishing, you know, Tor, oh, whatever, Pan okay. Macmillan, whatever. Yeah, Pan um, Macmillan, yeah. Um, but uh, one of the identifying things I find about it is that the first book can be gritty and have teeth and be sharp and be like di d uh, some uncomfortableness. Yeah. But as a series goes on or as an author goes on and as they write more books, it becomes more and more comfortable. 
Yeah. Which is fine. Which yeah. is, that, there's, not, there's no problem with that. Sorry. But it doesn't always give me what I like about the first book in a series. Yes. In the first book of this series, in Shards of Earth, yeah. it feels re- like, like tr- it's really tragic that the Earth has been destroyed yeah. and that there's going to be a new war. Yeah. And that um, Idris, our main character, is a really broken character mm-hmm. and is kind of a pathetic broken character and is trying to, you know make his way in the world and Mm. all of the stuff is is there's like just more there's more tragedy there and there's more a bit more darkness yeah and in this book they go ah remember all those characters we had fun with them didn't we all right let's keep having fun with them and i was like no but there's what's that there's like that the edge was taken off in this book for me oh was it yeah for me i felt there was only a few moments in this book where i felt the same like not un- it's not that I say I want uncomfortableness, but I they say any amount of challenge. Let me put it that way: any amount of challenge for me to think about anything at all. Okay, interesting. Because for me, it was kind of a little bit the opposite. Because really? I thought some of this in the middle where it was it felt really dark, like when he was on this planet, and then they, they literally like were just like this. It, the destruction started, and they yeah. they were like jumping in the thing, and then they were in this in this place and then the other people were chasing yeah, yeah, yeah. but oh my that was like it was again oh. i'm not saying that the writing is bad i'm not saying that th- individual amo- moments aren't exciting i just feel like th- what was <clears throat> like what felt like was backing up the drama in the first book felt yeah. like properly dramatic and tension yeah. and like i didn't like uh, also i, I kind of well, it's not that i had this th- thing in, in the first book not all of the main characters on the ship make it through to the end of the book true and i i even said i think in the in the i mean it was only like five episodes ago we talked about this but it felt like once they had killed off some of the main characters that you mm. thought would be in the main characters mm-hmm. you know sort of like in the in the in the in the in the story where um well not this way but this way in it in, in a TV show, mm-hmm. you've got your main cast of characters. Yes. All of the actors are under contract all the way through to the end, yeah. you know. Yeah. So in Firefly, like, nobody is going to die. It, like, none of the main... Yeah. Because you need that that group dynamic together. Of course. And in the first book, they actually kill off some of those characters who I thought were going to be main characters. Yeah. <laughs> but then that only happened, like, a third of the way through the book. Yeah. And then all of the characters then, like I say, it felt very safe and comfortable. Like, oh, now we're the main characters. Yeah. So none of these main characters are under any peril from now on until the end of the book Mm -hmm. in this book it continued on with that lack of peril if you know what i mean yes like i I never felt like any of our main characters were in any peril despite some of our main characters being killed off in the first book or people who could have been our main characters being killed off in the first book yeah there was never any of those moments in this book okay you know well i thought at some points people won't make it i mean yeah but did you really feel they weren't going to make it or was it just good writing? Like I say, the, I mean, the yeah, writing yeah. was good enough to make me feel stuff. Yes. But the, there's this underlying, like, uh, is somebody might not make it mm-hmm. kind of stuff that made this book feel a bit more fluffy. Like in the third book, I'm pretty sure that some of these characters are going to have to sacrifice themselves. Yes. Or not all of them are going to make it through because if the, we know the story is ending after three books, some of these main characters are going to have to die. Yeah. And in this book, I kind of knew that none of our main characters were going to die. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying them being a possibility of main characters dying is what I always want from a book. I'm just saying that's a that's a signifier of how comfortable I was in just being like, oh, okay, just give me more funny writing and some more funny characters doing like, you know, verging on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy (laughs) stuff. I Um, think because I lost track and because I thought this was it. 
You thought this was the last book. You thought you thought you were in that, you know, uh, like middle part or like middle of the way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, maybe because I mean, I started reading this, and then we went on holiday, and then we went on holiday again, where I actually had time to just. Um, disperse myself into just reading for hours, uh, which I haven't really had the time to do for a really long time. Maybe mm. that that has something to do with it, yeah. that I could actually like... Just really continue just, on with the story. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that was why I then forgot, oh, this isn't actually the third book yet. Right. Um, and maybe this is also why I then had a different kind of um, expectation or connection to what was happening. Yeah. Because I expected like the big... It's, it's all going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, right. The second book in the series. Yep. All right. So let's. Just, I just want to talk a little bit about the writing. Not the writing. Yeah, actually, the writing. The writing is very good. I think some of the scenes in this, the things that I enjoyed most about this, yeah. was, the. again, it's easy to say, oh, the clever interplay between the characters. But it's not the clever interplay between the characters. Is that each one of the characters has got a very strong focus of what they do there is mm. the there is the cat the, there is the one who is like very sweary and very brusque <laughs> yeah. and stuff you're like okay great they're yeah. a, they're a alien anyway they've got a scorpion body whatever but then the different characters i really like how the different human characters do stuff one is a warrior and always wants to do warrior stuff yeah. one is a spy and always wants to do spy stuff yeah. one is a you know idris who's like this broken person always wants to be broken <laughs> and then there's i think it's chris is how it, i don't remember how you actually spell the name but chris is how they pronounce it here chris she, yeah she's yeah. a lawyer she's a lawyer yeah and then you have kit who's like the financial uh yeah but kit doesn't come into the story very much this uh, no, is but, but, but still there and it's it's quite it 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 adds some yeah. sprinkle and then trying as well. You get these yeah. other people coming in and yeah. out of the story, but um, I think that the the trine is an academic, and there's this point in the book. This carries over from the first book that when somebody dies, they hold like a, a celebration or a wake where they drink mm. a bit, and mm. they all say one thing about the person. Yeah. But it can't be too affectionate. It actually has to be kind of negative, like yeah. oh, they always were a bit of a ball breaker, or they yeah. always were nah, did always this and pushed it too far, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And they do one for for someone who has died on the uh, in the in in this book. They do for someone who's died, yeah. or they they think is dead, and they're mm. not quite sure what's going on and then trine goes oh and also this other person died and they're like but they're not part of the crew because it's because <laughs> trine is like not uh you know not human and not really part of the crew but was invited in to be part of this crew yeah and is then trying to do this and i thought the it was re i thought it was a really clever thing to have this 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 uh dual wake kind of funeral service yes for a character and you get to know trine so well about like in that moment and i was kind of like tearing up by trine talking about how this his rival has died and and it was also is trine's creator because yeah. trine is it like is born out of like a research tool or something like that you know like a um yeah like a i don't even know what to say like an artificial intelligence research tool yeah and but began sentience and is now an academic mm. and a historian or whatever it is and he was going to this person sort of like yes but this person who's now died i was going to be his main rival we were going to go on to have this great rivalry i would <laughs> defeat him in i would defeat him in debates yeah. and i would publish stuff and negate his work and it was all going to be good and and sort of like so what he's actually like talking about in this 
wake like what he's regretting is that the whole point of his life the whole all of his life up until this point was that he has gained sentience and now he's going to defeat his creator and that's been taken away from him you okay. know okay oh i now I'm a bit confused. I always thought it was a, it's they because it's a multitude. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. He, they, whatever. They. Like that. It's a, and, but, but yes, it's, they are kind of like uh, realizing that they can't be the um, antagonist yeah. without the... And now protagonist. You, pro, no, yeah. They can't be the protagonist without having having an antagonist. antagonist yeah. And and that is the kind of like thing yeah. the realization of oh what am I what am I yes, what do I do now that now? I don't have a uh, have my main rival yes. to defeat. Anyway, I'm just saying that that whole scene there's there's quite a few scenes this way yeah. where I'm like, you know, I'm just rubbing my hands together and going, Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then it turns and twists in a different way, which yeah. is really good. What um, I also really like about this book is how well thought through every single character and the motivation and yeah. the, uh, the the history and where they come from, yeah. why they see th certain things in certain ways, how well thought through that is. Yeah. And everybody and everything has its own specific worldviews. And last time we talked about the Peter F. Hamilton books, how, how he does stuff about religion and stuff. Yeah. And here we also have some... Yeah, there's some cultists in here too. Some approaches of... Uh, uh, and it's so fun the other thing that i mentioned before is that i really enjoyed the legal like chris who's the lawyer yes in the same way like i say one person's the you know the academic she's the mm. lawyer mm. and she's and then they come up and have she, she has a lawyer battle she's it happens a few times so it's like oh you think that well i always check all of the laws before i arrive somewhere <laughs> so this thing here in the paragraph 14 thing goes ah but in this case and it's building 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 up and i was sort of like oh this is actually this is really fun but this is actually the prelude to like a, a duel because we know that dueling is is going to be a big thing here. Yeah, like in, their, the, in their culture that they developed on yeah, this like the, planet. Yes, like the like, German student dueling scars yes, that you see. That's why the, all the Nazis, all the aristocrats. Yeah, the the Nazis that you see, and everyone yeah. who's got like scars on their yeah. face is from this dueling culture, and that's where she's from. And then she's in another place where it also has a dueling culture, a yeah. student, a student academic dueling culture. Yeah. And I was like, it's building up to it. It's building up to it. And then actually, weirdly, spoilers: the duel doesn't happen. Then it's sort of like, mm -hmm. wait, hold that, hold that thought, mm -hmm. hold that. Thought, Third. All right. Okay, there's there's two duelists. Okay, but hold that thought. And then the whole yeah. other adventure happens and it's only much later in the book where the people actually get the knives out and are like, it's finally happening. Yeah. It's finally happening. Now there's so much really good fun uh in it. And then and then you have all, all the like <laughs> like the, the stupid big dumb violent people. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and so that's the bit that reminds that really is Remin reminiscence of uh, Douglas Adams, yeah, yeah, because like these kind of like little little tropes of certain kind of aliens. Yeah, yeah. Do it's have, all like... <laughs> the, the thing is, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is is mm. like ninety percent satire. Yeah, and this book is it's got it's got like that twenty thirty percent satire in here. Yes, you know yes. what I mean. Yeah, so absolutely. That's all good. Uh, uh, finally, I, I made some notes um, in my in my previous uh, in the previous episode, not of this book. Um, mm -hmm. I made a note about uh and then never talked about it because the podcast went on too long about um how john is it john lee who yeah, was john who, lee. who was doing that he, he kept on pronouncing composite mm. as composite 
Yeah. So stuff is made out of a material. And that's in Peter F. Hamilton. This is in Peter F. Yeah. Hamilton's, but it's, I'm talking about the narration. So right. Peter F. Hamilton was sort of like some composite material. Yes. And he would always say composite material. And I, and I was thinking, no, no, that's not it. And there's actually a thing that, you know, I looked it up here as well, and it does exist. Pronunciation changes and words that are both nouns and verbs. My conduct is always professional. I is always professional. I conduct myself in a professional manner. So when it's a noun, it's at the start, and yeah. when it's a, a verb, the emphasis, the emphasis is at the end. Yeah. Conduct and conduct. Yes. Attribute, attribute, combat, combat. You know, conflict, conflict. Yeah, these are stuff. And he was, and he was always saying this. Um, uh, he was always saying this composite material, and I was like, no, it's composite material. So this is this is in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, the Who? audiobook narrator of this one yeah, is called, is which I'm now looking at, what Sophie Rock. Aldred, and she's very good. Okay. She does the same John Lee kind of thing, where this is a British science fiction, so everyone just has a different British regional accent. Like, okay. These people are from Wales. These people are from the north. <laughs> these people are from the south. These people Great. sound like they're from Surrey. These people think sound like they're from Newcastle. There's some mm. Scottish. You know, it's it's a great thing that if you're a British audiobook narrator just do all the regional accents for all the different you know people mm-hmm. and factions you know so you can That's get it here fun. as well did, did she also read the first book yeah 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 did all th- has done all three of these okay cool um, but there were a few things though where i kept i kind of skip like uh, getting tripped up of it one is like how do you pronounce the the main um cult faction there uh, when you read it oh the hegemony hegemony so she's always hegemony but i always i've always heard that as hegem uh, hegemony and it's like hegemony and hege- ah. he- hegemony and it's this like right. is it a hard g yes. or a soft g yeah and i don't know which is correct yeah but, but the, the way that i always read it is coming from the german way of saying it yes hegemony, hegemony. and that's probably, so she says she says hegemony yeah and i was thinking no hegemony <laughs> but is it, it and that's the thing sort of like if something is homogenous or you know if you homogenize so that that's what i'm thinking that that soft mm-hmm. g comes in if something's mm. homogenous yeah if something is always homogenous it is uh, did you look up different pronunciations no for i didn't that? i just wrote it down here in the notes okay. and never actually got around to looking right. at it but one thing i did want to search for is that sometimes you'll pronounce things and i was like ah that's just the wrong pronunciation of yeah. that and but it's not as bad as i i think there was one there was one book called breaking day by i can't remember the name of the author and there the audiobook narrator was got so many things wrong i was like oh i just don't know if something <laughs> is uh, if you if it's a something is wearing if it's something is weary or is it wearying yeah. i'm like i need to know that and i don't trust you as an yes. audiobook narrator doing in previous books we had the didn't we also have a conversation about corridors that was just yeah but i, do, I if someone Cor- says corridor or corridor, corridor yeah. i know that what they mean i know right. what they mean is corridor but at one point in this book they says sometimes maybe these ships were here on their own uh reconnaissance um, and I know the word reconnaissance, although I, I, it took me a few times to actually work out how to spell it when I was uh, typing it here <laughs> yeah. and here. That's the good so, thing about ebooks, you can search for individual yeah, yeah, words. Yeah. But I was, but I, I, I couldn't wait. So, of course, the ships in orbit docked at stations on, or just there on their own reco- recognizance. Okay, that's the word. Recognizance. Recognizance. Re- on their own recognizance. In other words, they're deciding where to go, where right. to be. Yes. But, she's, but the audiobook narrator 
um i can't remember the name now uh it says they were just there on their own recognizance and i was like oh. recognizance and i was like no it can't be recognizance because that doesn't make sense and then i was like really <laughs> doubting myself i was like no what and this this is just the one this is just the one uh thing that is there in chapter seven and and i was like on their own recognizance and i was like no recognizance and then i was like but what does reg- recognizance mean and and i was like and i was looking it up here you know recognizance and it's in this case it's sort of like um you know there's there's a legal word to say it uh it's but really it's sort of like do you on your own personal re- recognizance means that you're deciding where to be if you know what i mean like yeah, but maybe you, it is you're allowed to do what you want recognizance R- recognizance is a bond or obligation of record entered into before a court a record or magistrate binding a person to do a, a particular act so mm. if you do something on your own recognizance mm-hmm. it means that you're deciding to do it yeah. rather than being bound to be there by a court or under order yeah is how i know it but then this is the way that you but then i was like oh but maybe what's the word when you do reconnoiter reconnoiter you know when you go what? on a recce and you recoitening reconnoitering and then my head was just looping around all of these words which start with record or recognizance and it is recognizance and i looked it up in the book that the word that he wrote is recognizance but all of this was thrown into the air by the audiobook saying they were there on their own recognized I was like, oh, I think you're putting in some extra bits into that word. Cognizance. Recognizance. An interesting word. Recognizance. Recognizance. And I'm like, maybe it is a, maybe it is recognizance. Re- rec- yeah, rec- is it not like a rec- pronunciation? Just type rec- in rec- rec- recognizance pronunciation. Well, I can just click this button. Just click oh, the I've button. Got it, I've got it. Listen, put it here. I'm going to click. Click the button. Recognizance. Okay. It is recognizance. Yeah. But she said recognizance. <laughs> and I was like, wait, <laughs> have I been saying this wrong the whole time? But again, maybe British English is different from American English. But then I but was thinking, I always think hegemony is more of an American way and hegemony is oh, more of the British it? way. Oh, okay. I don't know. Should we look it up? Ah. Let's get to the bottom of this. Hegemony. Hegemony. Hegemony sounds more okay, American. Dictionary. Oh, there's two different ways. Hegemony here. And there's also sounds like that. Oh, British pronunciation is hegemony. Uh, and then, oh, mm, no, no, I pressed the wrong one. Sounds like, where, where are you here? So American is hegemony. Yeah. And, and British is hegemony. Both of them. Has a J in it. Well, let me have no. another list. British is hegemony. So she's now doing the British one. And I guess I've heard the American one. But even then, I put the stress in the different one. Yeah. Hegemony. Hegemony. No, no, no. It's stress on the second one. Hegemony. Yes. And the American pronouncement is hegemony. No, hegemony. Hegemony. So both... Both pronunciation have the the emphasis on the second uh, Yeah, which is what I got wrong. But but I guess it's the... I've known the American pronunciation, hegemony. but, But I have it on... Hegemony, like yes, on the which is, first, which, which is, is very is the German uh, way of saying it. Uh, completely not English. Yes. Okay. So the British English is. She was doing hegemony, British English way. Uh, hegemony. 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 Hegemony is British. Hegemony. And the other one is hegemony. Hegemony. Yes. So yeah. it's the, the, the soft and anyway, yeah. I was getting it wrong. And I'm not getting it wrong. It's just like where I've heard it before. You but know, still, the word before. Isn't it fun that we are now sitting here talk about for ten minutes about how a word that how to nobody pronounce hegemony. ever is using. 
No, it's used in loads. Like really? half of all science fiction books have a yeah, faction but, called the hegemony. Okay. I can't even tell you how many different okay, science fiction books. But in real books. life, in your real life, daily, everyday life, how often? Loads of people ah. use it about American hegemony. <laughs> okay. Hegemony. Hegemony. <laughs> hegemony. He- oh, maybe that's why I hear it, because it's always about American hegemony. As in, like the, the, the what they their cultural impact on the rest of the world that you just got to join the American yeah. way of thinking and doing. Anyway, yes. let's uh, wrap up pronunciation changes and let's okay. give a rating to this book: um, right. Shards of Earth, uh, Eyes of the Void, and then the next book coming out is Lords of Uncreation, which you've already just started. I'm going to head over to see what I've given previous books mm-hmm, by this. Shards mm-hmm, of Earth, mm-hmm. we between the two of us gave four stars to. Yeah, uh, but then on these other ones, Children of Ruin, four and a half stars. Mm. Elder Race, four stars. Children of Time, four stars. Children of Ruin, the other time, four and a half stars. So he's okay. he's going between two stars for Children of Memory, which I think is is, is the weakest Children of book. Yeah. Three stars, Doors of Eden, which is a standalone book. And these other ones have been like four, four and a half stars. What do you think this book comes in at? I think I would give this book three and a half stars for me. For my enjoyment, which includes me thinking, oh, I'm reading a third book in the series for the three quarters of this book. Um, because there were bits where it was a bit draggy and I don't even know why. I think for me, it felt like there were a bit too many different places and different, like one or too many steps. Yeah. 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 This, this book could have been instead of a what is it 10 hours or like no, it's a 20 seven, it's about 20 hours let's have a quick look here seven 780 pages or what i read it could have been a 500 page book yeah here's the first the first one was about 19 hours this is almost 21 hours yeah. uh, and the final book is about 21 hours as well puffed up yeah here's the thing i don't think this is worth a second novel no no I'm I'm glad that I read this. Yes. Okay. Scene by scene, it's fun. Character yes. by character, it's yes. fun. But it just feels too lightweight for it to be worth spending twenty hours and forty four minutes with yeah. this. Yeah. And I did listen at a bit of a faster speed. Okay. And also, <laughs> I think also a bit of it as well. Like because I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm away for two weeks, and mm. I and I wanted to. Fin- You'd finished up the book. Yeah. You finished it like three or four days ago yeah. or something like uh, that. Or two days ago. Two days ago. And so I still had like. A chunk of the book still to go. Yeah. So over the last two and a half days, I've been like, all right, I've got to just gobble, put gobble, this gobble. on, get like just getting through it as an audiobook, <laughs> listening at two point like one point two speed, and then up to one point three point, you know, one one point three five speed, you know, at some points to get through it. And it did feel like a bit like, all right, I've just got to get through this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a, it wasn't as an enjoyable experience again because I kept on thinking, yeah, but I know that at the end. Uh, they're going to discover one more thing about the architects mm-hmm. and everyone's going to mm-hmm. be saved. Mm-hmm. And what happened by the end of it? They found out one more thing about the architect and everyone got saved. And I was like, yeah, I yeah. needed something else to do this. Yes. Enjoyment wise, it's all great. Like, yeah. I don't have any complaints about what's in the book. It's yeah. like what wasn't in the book, yeah. which was, uh, which I didn't enjoy. And also how long this book went yes. on, which yeah. I didn't enjoy. Absolutely. I would give this book three stars. Not to say it's bad. It's above average. It's three stars. So let's yes. average this out by 3.25 stars <laughs> yeah. between the two of us. Sounds good. I will probably read the third book. Okay. Because 
it's fun. It's you fun. Know, and sometimes and, you just want to yeah. have fun. And I yeah. can have a lot more fun with this because, again, just the writing yeah. and the sense of humor, yeah. the British sense of humor chimes with me a lot more than a modern American sense of humor yeah. with these other books, tour books, squeak or whatever you want to call, <laughs> which is sort of like, we'll have snark and sarcasm as a substitute mm-hmm. for humor. And here there's, there is some snark and sarcasm, but there's also genuine humor, like yeah. genuinely the, funny. And the snark and sarcasm comes from the personal character that yes. is like yeah, snark. And, yeah, it's not know. like the writing is yes, snarky. It's exactly. not like all characters by default yeah. are just snarky. Or if it's like Brandon Sanderson, where every person's point of like ev- all jokes are written with the same formula. And yes. I'm like, it's not funny, Brandon. It was funny like at the start of the first book, but now we're like eight thousand pages into this epic. You yeah. can't have everybody doing exactly the same humor all the time. Yes. Although and I'll also, continue with that series. I don't too. have the feeling that I'm continuously reading the author putting in the snark. Yes. And that is such a massive difference. Like if you have an author that's like self-observant within the writing of Mm. the book, it has to be, that has to be the idea behind it. It can't just be like... Here's the thing. I just think Adrian Tchaikovsky is a better writer... than many writers at the moment that you is know true, yes. all of all of these writers who are getting all of the you know hugo award nominations and nebula not, award nominations and all that kind of yeah. stuff i just look at this and go all right there's a richness here which yeah. i actually did find that like I, I like when you read like elder race mm. and uh, and these other books you're like oh there is a richness to the writing here mm-hmm. that can make me feel something which is yeah it's just a lot more literary and writerly yeah. than a lot of the other stuff which feels like you were reading tv scripts you know yeah. again it's, it's like And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I don't want to have that. Sometimes I do want a book that has very current, contemporary, informal language. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. I I can't always just... This does though. A lot of language of this feels very, very modern. Yes. But I can't always have the same kind of literary denseness like this has. So sometimes I do want another kind of book, but nothing to say. I think this is literary dense. I just think it's very, I think... Again, the main influence of the writing of this mm. is someone who has read a lot of books yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than <laughs> okay. someone who's watched a lot of episodes of um, Firefly yes. and Doctor Who or yes. whatever it is. Yeah, you, yeah know. you can definitely tell. It's This is a very writerly book. Yeah. Just the constructions of the sentences and the word order and stuff. Again, yeah. I, can't, I couldn't make that many notes about it. No. But just so many times I was listening going, that's just really good. Yeah. That is really yeah. funny. Sort yeah. of like, that again just off the top of my head just the funniness of the the writing was sort of like oh and then they did a post-mortem and it was you know and post-mortems always go better when it's not your more when you're not discussing your mortems you're discussing other people's mortems and yeah, i'm yeah, like, like great that is a, a very <laughs> clever way of saying yeah. that we we got out alive and other people didn't yeah. by doing the post-mortems but it was other people's mortems and you have this all the time in and this book. all the way through, it, like every yeah. every three paragraphs yeah there's something there's a, a fun turn of phrase that way yes. which just makes me smile which just Absolutely. goes oh it's so good just to be in the hands of someone who can write sentences in a way which make me feel something yes rather than just tell me what's happening in the book yeah so our rating is not putting anything of this yeah, down. yeah. nothing but, negative no. about that you know it's actually some of the best writing it's just sort of like what he's writing is sort of like remember these characters here's some more fun adventures with those and i was like ah i just want something slightly more than that yes like i don't want series of books just to get more and more comfortable yeah as and we in go the through. light of the the previous books rating for me 
my rating makes sense and for you your rating makes sense and yeah. like the 3.25 well think... let me just put it at 3.5 because then it's easier to type into the okay. website and it sorts things like i keep coming up with demonstrations of how much i enjoyed the writing so actually <laughs> let's say it at three and a half stars each because it's a step down from some previous stuff yes it is exactly what i wanted i wanted a little bit more though of this yeah. one all right let's wrap it up there and uh, yeah, head over to um, order, uh, not Audible. Let's head over to um, goodreads.com and go check out the SFBRP, SFBRP listener group there. Also yes. become my friends and I can see what you think about this book. Zivin rated it four stars. Catherine rated it three stars. It's not often I abandon a trilogy, but I'm not really not sure it'll be worth another 20 hours of my listening time. <laughs> I think it will yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. Um so yeah, Soren gave it two stars, Greg four stars, Carlex four stars, Richard four stars. So thank you very much to other people. I will go through and read um, other people's reviews as well. So become my friends is what I'm trying to say. So I can also see what you think yeah. of these uh, books. Uh, this perfectly blends Becky Chambers' characterizations from A Long Way to a an Small Angry Planet and Skulls' dialogue. I can't mm. wait for book three. I think it's a lot better than those. Oh, yes. Um, so yes. Nice. Yeah, and then also you can have discussions with the other listeners uh, about what uh, books Luke should read. And now yep. he's reading the book that people yeah, were yeah. talking about. If you say, so I think great. you should read this book, yeah. and I'll be like, okay, and, I will read uh, this book. we said at the beginning, this is a 20-minute episode, and we are now coming up to 48 minutes. 47 minutes. But you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, and I uh, had uh, a few things to say, so I thought my talking... Uh, part here in this episode was particularly more than in other episodes which yeah. i enjoy sometimes okay cool you're still scrolling through the uh, well i'm just looking uh, what at what other people, people are saying. saying yeah yeah what other people are saying so the people who don't don't like it uh they say it's a bit too much in a holding pattern mixed up yeah. a few characters most people are literally in a holding pattern for most of it yeah I never want to hear the term unspace again. I actually quite like the unspace stuff. I quite like it too. Yeah, um, it was a little bit, there was a few too many internal monologues at, at some point. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to go into it. No. That's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>